The Best of Times Radio Hour, live on 1017 FM and 710 Keel, a show dedicated to seniors and boomers in Northwest Louisiana. Here's your host, Gary Coligas. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for tuning in to our show today, and also thank you to those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their we do thank AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to discuss a very important topic, how to prevent those senior moments from happening by leading researcher. So stay to this show for some beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, January the 6th, and yes, we are broadcasting our radio show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the January-February 2024 issue of the Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. Again, we do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy at one of our 270 distribution locations, you can always visit our very popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour, and you can view and download the current 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. Speaking of Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, we are working on our 22nd edition. It'll be the 2024 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. It is our most popular annual publication and resource guide for seniors and boomers and their family members throughout Northwest Louisiana. It contains over 4,000 listings of names, contact numbers, websites of businesses, information about the organizations and agencies who can provide products, services, and, of course, valuable information to seniors and boomers in the area. This resource guide will be released on March the 1st of 2024. Again, you can view the current 2023 edition on our website free of charge at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You'll listen to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana at Ebears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas. I do thank you for taking time to listen to our radio show today. 
I am honored to have a special guest on my show today, Dr. Stan Goldberg, and he I've asked him to come on our show to discuss some of the prevention tips from his amazing book entitled Preventing Senior Moments, How to Stay Alert into Your 90s and Beyond. So thank you, Stan, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. So, Stan, I want to tell you and tell all my listeners out there, I have read his book um, actually twice, and I have gleaned a lot of new information, and hopefully I can reduce some of those senior moments. And I do advocate everyone to consider picking this up for you or a loved one or a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, or yourself. Uh, It's available, of course, I'm sure on Amazon and many other media outlets as well. Um, And you can... Pick it up at local bookstores, and I'm sure Barnes and Nobles and all those other people might might have it as well. So I'm definitely advocating this book. It has helped me, and I've learned. I've used some of the techniques uh, in his book that I've had it for a, uh, a few weeks now. And again, Stan, I compliment you for gathering all this valuable information. I mean, it is very didactic, uh, over almost 150 pages, and of good information on practical information. So let's let's. Let's talk about the basics. So are senior moments momentary brain glitches, and they're, they're confined only to senior citizens like me? Absolutely not. Um, I think one of the problems is if you look in the popular literature on senior moments, they make them out to be a couple of things. One is funny. Some <laughs> of them might be. Right. And the others can confine to, to people who are – my age, which is 78 or beyond, and they just come and then that's it. And actually, all of that is false. Uh, senior moments are not momentary. They uh, Something happens that causes them to occur. And in the book, I explain what that is, is problems in how we process information. The other thing is that there isn't any starting line. Um, the types of senior moments that I have are probably the ones that I had at 60 and 50 and, and 45 even. So it's they're not funny. There's no starting line, and they have a history behind them. Okay. So are, are, aren't all senior moments the same, though? No, absolutely not. You know, when, when you read about that, you think of that, well, they're all, you know, everything's a senior moment. After all, you, know, you can be <laughs> equally embarrassed by forgetting the name of your favorite grandson, uh, just as you are as forgetting where you put your glasses. But actually, if I, I went through them, I started looking at, at what people call senior moments, and, and I asked my, my clients you know, tell me what you consider to be a senior moment. And it came out that there actually are nine different types. And each one of them has to do with a certain kind of problem that we have in processing the information we're given. Um, I'll, I'll just very briefly just list them. And then if we can go, if we want to talk about them, we can. Uh, one is forgetting names and numbers. The second is repeating stories or asking the questions over and over again. The third, which is one my wife does all the time, is misplacing <laughs> objects. And the next one is substituting words. 
my favorite is sequencing problems. I'd have that all the time. The next one is difficulty completing tasks, and sometimes refer that as procrastination. Uh, the next one is conflating memories, where you know you're at a party. And, and you think that you're describing something that happened and your, your wife or partner says, how could he can put, can put two things together like that? <laughs> and then the final one is difficulty in understanding. So each of those types, it doesn't mean that if you're having a senior moment, you have all of them, but can be any one of those, or you could have different types. Yeah. And I hate the word senior moment though. I mean, I know a 25-year-old was with yesterday, and he forgot, uh, uh, actually, uh, a friend of ours' name we were meeting. And he said, oh, man, I'm forgetting what, what this per- who the person is. And I said, what do you call that? He said, of course, a senior moment. I said, <laughs> I, said I, hate the, I hate that word. I really hate senior moment. It's just a uh, – is there another word we can call it, Stan, rather than – Classified, only seniors have it, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think that, you know, when, when we're talking about a problem that we're having with memory, people find that using a shortcut works best for them. So they call it a senior moment. And I think you're right. What it does, it really hides what, in fact, is going on. For me, when I think, and I said, and I use the term as well, but when I think of a senior moment, I think about a difficulty someone has in their memory when they're trying to retrieve something that, for whatever reason, neurologically is difficult. So a memory, now, now, a memory lapsing? Of, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in, in, instead of saying all of that, you know, I go back and say, yeah, a senior moment. Uh, but that, I don't think there's another word yet. I haven't, you know, taken the time to think about it, but I probably should. You should. You should. Because uh, the, the the number of just senior, because I know young people that have those particular memory lapses or can't recall, et cetera, that they say, let, let me think about that a minute. You know, it, it's, it, I got to mm-hmm. jog. Oh, well, my young Sons say, I got to jog my memory. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I got to jog my memory. But yes, I, I, I think I've had one or more of all of these types of senior moments. Uh, definitely, uh, I've seen it in many other people repeating the stories, misplacing the objects. I mean, a lot of us are programmed. We put, as you, I think you mentioned in your book that you uh, had a certain place where your trash can was, and when you remodeled it, they moved mm-hmm. it. I mean, similar, everybody's so used to it being in a certain place, and you go automatically to the where you put your your plates or your pots and pans. Oh, we forgot, we remodeled, we moved those in a different location. Yeah. But, um, and and actually, actually the, 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 you don't really forget about it. The problem is that that memory is so ingrained in your brain, and that has been reinforced so many times that if there's a pattern that gets developed and the, the brain takes over and it says, oh, okay, let me revert back to what I remember here. And, you, you know, you go to put the garbage, you know, in the refrigerator because right. that's where the garbage can used to be. <laughs> so uh, everyone today, he in his book, he describes in great detail these nine types and talks about them in, in great detail. We don't have time today in our one-hour show to do all that. But I do want you to m- mention one aspect. I think one of them that w- was a little confusing to most people is sequencing problems. 
And I, yeah. I've, I've seen that in, in, in seniors that I deal with a lot, right? Yeah. Let, let me give you uh, a great example, actually, that one that just happened to me about 10 minutes before I got on the line with you. <laughs> and I was down in my office, and I'm working on my computer. And I realized, well, I really need to get a cup of coffee because I didn't sleep well last night, and I want to be alert for the show. So I walked up to my kitchen, and I'm in the kitchen, and I go, why am I here? <laughs> and I had no idea. So we do, we do that. You know, it occurs more often than we realize. The other thing is if someone, let's say, is working on, a, on their computer, and they're going to do a cut and paste, so they will cut. Uh, a certain segment out of a paragraph, and now the computer knows what it has there, but now you've got to make a decision where it's going to be. Oh, yes. And you do not remember where it is. So sequencing is, is another type of, of problem that you know, we can identify as being a senior moment. Okay, okay. So is, is, are senior moments examples of the memory going wrong or malfunctioning or, or et cetera? Well, it, it can be. It, you know, when people think about memory, they really think about it in, in terms that are too simple. Uh, you know, you have these programs you can buy to improve your memory or right. jog your memory. Or, but there really are four types of memory. And, um, you, you know, Marshall, let me, let me back up a little bit. Um, thinking about, first of all, it might be easy to think about the first kind of memory somebody walks by you and they're wearing a very strange outfit and they walk around the corner and you still have that vision oh, yeah. uh, of the clothes they wear, maybe the earring they wear, whatever, but you've got that. So that is called sensory memory, but it doesn't last very long. It then shifts to an area that's thought responsible for short-term memory. Now there's lots of definitions of short-term memory. And depending upon who you read, you'll, you know, some will talk about short-term memory lasts for 10 minutes. Others people will talk about short-term memory lasts for days. I, you know, the, the research that I've done and what I've looked at, to me, I think that short-term memory is something that lasts until you go to sleep. Okay. And after <laughs> sleep, it, it goes, it gets transported to another part of the brain and that becomes long-term memory. So you've got, you've got, you know, those four types of memory, actually of those three types. And then the other type of memory, which, you know, people think is this memory or not is called executive functioning. Hmm. And what executive functioning is best example is thinking, think about you want to make uh, an omelet. Okay. So what do you have to do? You're going to have to use uh, the sensory short-term, long-term, and then you need to do the executive function. So your first thing is you look around the kitchen and you see different items that you're going to need to make that omelet. So that's sensory. Then you think, okay, where did I just put the eggs? I just <laughs> had them here somewhere. And okay, okay, if they're over here by the couch, I'm going to get those eggs. And then you go, hmm, did I buy the paprika last week? And if I did, where did I put that? Oh, okay. long-term memory. Now, okay. Long-term memory. Now, you've got all of those things, but you've got to make that omelet. 
So you have to know how to put all of these things together to actually make the omelet. Wow. You know, that that becomes executive functioning. Interesting. And that is that's the area that is you can first detect with someone they may be having the beginning of dementia is they can't remember how to put all those things together. Okay. So senior moments can involve, you know, all four types of memory, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, the example I gave you of the sequential problems, that really wouldn't be considered uh, a certain type of, of memory issue. But, you know, so that, that's sort of like the, the, the broad concept of memory. So memory is stored in our brain through what? Through chemicals? Well, we think chemicals. Uh, you know, that's the, the latest thing. Uh, we're not really quite sure how that happens, but we, we think it is chemicals and uh, electricity, electrical impulses. And the memory itself, though, uh, can can really be very slight or very ingrained. Have you ever seen Steph Curry shoot baskets? You can see him. He will go. He can go to midcourt, <laughs> and they'll they'll pass him the ball, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even need to think about it. He gets it in his hand and immediately shoots it. And here you go, fifty yards out, wow. and you have a basket. Mm. Well, there was a very, there was a great interview with with one of his trainers. And he was saying that before every game, Steph shoots the basket a minimum of 500 times. Oh. And what's happening is when he does that is every time he shoots the basket correctly, it forms another layer on that memory. And the memory of how to shoot a hoop without hitting net becomes more ingrained each time he does it. And, and all of our memories are stored in that way. And that would explain, like sometimes you meet somebody new at a party and they tell you their name, they walk away, 10 minutes later they're coming by and you have to introduce them to someone you know. And you have no idea the Uh, name of this person. Been there, done that. And, 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 you know, one of the reasons for that is you probably just heard their name once and that's not sufficient to develop a really strong memory unless you did something when they introduced themselves to you that really laid down a stronger pattern. Wow. So again, repetition does help. Even in piano lessons, guitar lessons, accordion lessons, you get better and better as you do that same particular pattern of music over and over again. So, yeah, well, as, as an old accordion player, I don't think anything may, would make my playing better on the accordion. Oh, but I'm sure it's dead. Yeah. I'm sure it does, Dan. <laughs> but uh, the other, the other um, nomer is that people think that their senior moments is because they've lost their memory. They have memory problems. Is that true? No. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, when, when people talk about losing memory, What's probably happening is they're having difficulties retrieving that memory. You know, there's, there's different stages in, uh, in information gathering. The first thing is we need to attend to something out there. So, you know, we're, we're watching as something happening. And then we need to understand it as a second layer. The third is we now need to store that, and that becomes the memory. The fourth is retrieving it. And the final one is we have to use it. So... A memory 
goes through all of those stages. And if you have a problem in any one of those, you're going to have problems with memory. But most likely, it isn't that it's lost. It's just that you can't retrieve it. Now, I mentioned earlier about um, about some of the problems people have, you know, with, with having long-term memory. I have something called uh, a REM sleep disorder. And what that means is, you know, when, when you fall asleep at night, um, your body gets paralyzed, essentially, equivalent to paralyzed being paralyzed where you can't move so you you can have a horrendous nightmares and you can be battling people and you're not moving well with a REM sleep disorder you know you still have those horrific dreams but you are flailing all all the time so when when that happens uh you know the the, the difficulty is that you can't take the the, uh, the your short-term memories and make them into long-term uh, I have I I was thrown a wonderful 70th birthday party. People flew in from different parts of the country. And it was a wonderful day. I have no recollection of it at all. And the reason for that is I was having some tremendous disturbances in in my sleep patterns at that time. So the 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 long answer to the short question of do you lose memory? You can. If those memories never went into long term, and I think that's one of the reasons that when people talk about sleep disorders, that they also refer to what you know, some of the, the the difficulties that happens with a sleep disorder, and a loss of memory is one of them. Wow. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. And now, work from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and a Bears tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm honored to have as a special guest on my radio show today, Dr. Stan Goldberg. He's discussing his amazing book, Preventing Senior Moments. How to Stay Alert into Your 90s and Beyond. So again, thank you, Stan, for taking time to be part You're of our welcome. show today. So we've already, to we've already had some great discussions, and he's he is really giving us a lot of uh, Lanyap extra information that's not even his book. So uh, I compliment you on that as well. Uh, but let's let's go on. We're, you know, Stan, I won't tell you this uh, up front. I, there's so many things that I have to cover with you that I don't think we're going to be able to do it in, a, in the remaining uh, two more segments we have, but we're going to try to cover some of the most important parts. So one misnomer, I have all people, even senior citizens and boomers tell me, well, Gary, you know, senior moments are just part of aging. Just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Just don't worry about it. My, my, my grandparents have had it. My great-grandparents have had it, and you have it now. Is is it an edible part of aging? I would love to think it is, but actually it can give us some insight into how we're processing information, not only currently, 
but what it may predict for the future. Oh. So let me give you a good example. And that's the area of disorientation. You know, that was one of the senior moments that right. I listed. Right. And just I'll give you a good example of disorientation. Uh, there, there was a, a, a client that I had who was trying to, he was going to pick up dinner at, at his favorite restaurant and to you know, return back to his house. And it was only about four blocks from, his, from where he lived. And um, he had been going there for, you know, I think it was 10, 10 years or so to, to eat there, to drive, to pick up food. And he got lost going from his house to the restaurant. So the first thing to find out was why. What was going on that allowed him to become disoriented? Well, you know, what we did was we, we looked at different things that were happening in his life and there wasn't any reason for him to be that disoriented. So if I can't find a reason for uh, a senior moment, and it's one that is unusual, uh, then that's the time to make a referral to a neurologist. Oh, and in, in this case, yeah, we, we did. In other cases, it's not necessary. So give you a, a good example. Um, my wife, Ha, you know, has loses her glasses a usually minimum of three or four times a day. <laughs> well, if you just if you think about that, you think, well, this is someone who is you know maybe losing her memory, um, is losing her mind. Maybe it's time to look for a locked facility for her. But none of that really applies. You know, she just is inattentive. Remember that there was those those four stages of learning. So the first one was attention. She just was inattentive. And, and because of that, then I could say, yes, this is just part of aging. So when, when we look at an, an instance of a senior moment, we need to think about a number of things. You know, the first thing we need to identify is what's the context, you know, wh what's happening. So in the case of my wife, it's just that she's busy with other things. So that will rule it out. How about the severity? Well, um, what if she, you know, keeps losing it in her coat, you know, and that, that's what happens. So I'm not concerned about that, but what would happen if, if she, instead of putting glasses in her coat, she put it in the refrigerator. Well, oh. that's very different. Okay. And that, that would, would alert me that this is more than just something that's humorous. And the, the, the final one is how frequently does she do it? Does she do it constantly or does she do it occasionally? So, you know, when before we, we call a senior moment laughable, we need to think about what it tells us about how that individual is processing information because it's that processing that's going to give us some indication of whether this is something we should be concerned about. And concerned about soon as well. That's the important thing is to take some yeah, action yeah. as soon as possible. So that's exactly, totally you, know, I, you know, I think that what, if if we look at at cognitive deficits, you know what that means essentially is how a person thinks. If we can't find any of these reasons early for saying, yeah, we can explain this, we can probably assume that that problem is going to get worse with age. And if that is the case, then we're faced with two different things. 
The first one is we can become totally afraid and just make the referral to a neurologist, and, and that's fine. Or we can say, are there ways in which we can slow down this deterioration of thinking? And in, in the book, there's nine different types of strategies that I list. So all of these uh, can enable someone to say, aha, I'm having some difficulties in how I process information. I'm not going to be satisfied with calling it a funny senior moment. <laughs> and I'm going to do certain things that science has shown can prevent the further deterioration and in some cases really correct it. And that's the remarkable thing about your book, uh, Stan. I, I found fascinating, and that's one area I went very slow, and I use my finger, by the way. I think you mentioned that in your book, to concentrate on some of these particular strategies and steps. So everyone, he has nine strategies and, and more than 50 methods in his book, and you, you got them from various sources, correct? Yeah. Uh, what what I did was, well, I, let, me, let me start I, the, the whole genesis of this. Uh, I have a very good friend of mine who lives in North Carolina, and many years ago, uh, I was down there, and I don't know whether it was Haley's Comet that was passing by the Earth <laughs> or some other comet, but so we're driving, and he was an amateur astronomer, astronomer and he showed, he looked up, this guy said, hey, look at, look at that, that comet up there, so that's 13 million miles away from here, <laughs> and, I, and I looked at it, and I said, is that from here or your house? <laughs> and, I th- and I thought about it. That, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. <laughs> so I wanted to find out why. why. Why would I say something like that? So I started looking at the research. And, and one thing led to the other. And I began to realize that, not on that, that some of, there was some research on, on senior moments, but not specifically and I had been a speech-language pathologist for 30 years, okay. uh, where I taught at San Francisco State University. And whenever I would construct an intervention program for a client, uh, I would base it on science, on, on research that had been done. And I thought, well, can, you know, can I use the same research in looking at senior moments? And I found out that I could. So all of the strategies, all of the methods in the book – um, are based on research that has been done in learning or neurology. Well, let's let's talk about a few of them, because I thought many of them are, are remarkable. It's going to help all of my people out there might be listening to this show now and in the future on their podcast, and definitely, hopefully, they're going to pick up your book to find out more details. Is your your one of your number one strategies? I love it, slowing down. So explain that to yeah. us. Let, let me let me explain it with uh, an example from Louisiana. Okay. Uh, f- for for many years, I my friend and I would go down to New Orleans and use that time to write, to eat your incredible food, and listen to your wonderful music. But what the other thing I would do is I would go down early and I would go fly fishing for redfish. Oh yes. And. And I had a the, the guide I had was was terrific, and he and he realized that my technique uh, could use some improvement. <laughs> and the basic thing he said was, "Slow down." 
slow down that the back half, slow down the forward, and and that is a principle that is 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 so applicable. It's amazing. I mean, I used it when I was working with young children uh, who were learning language. I used it with stutterers when I worked on fluency with parents, and the whole notion is that sometimes what we wish to do happens faster than our brains can handle. The best analogy is to think think about a pocket watch. In a pocket watch, you have these amazing number of gears. In order for that watch to be accurate, the teeth of each of the gears have to mesh perfectly. Get a piece of dust in there, and what happens? It clinks. Uh, it doesn't quite work as well as it should. Well, the same thing happens when as, you know, when we age, things do slow down in terms of, of how long it takes us to process information. But if we still look at it as nothing has changed, we're going to get those clinking of teeth like in the gears. So slowing down, whether you're talking about listening, reading, or doing something, uh, just it makes it so much easier. You gave the example before about musical instruments. You know, you, you don't learn to play a, uh, an intricate blues piece by playing it the first time fast. You play it slow. That's so correct. Each one of the notes is heard. So that that's something that can be done with with everything, uh, and and that's going to have tremendous results in preventing senior moments. I like one of your your sidebars. It said, you know, when you're listening to a speaker or you're, somebody's conversing with you, ninety to nothing. You need to ask him, you know, would you kind of like slow down a little bit so I can uh, comprehend better what you're telling me? You know, some speak so fast that uh, mm-hmm. and, and definitely I've been in lectures with with professors, but also uh, others. They would go so, so fast that you could probably uh, remember the first thought they had comparatively the last thought they had. I think they were trying to race through all of their slides and all their information and, and not giving enough information that you can recall it and load in your memory, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And an example that I'm sure every one of your listeners is familiar with is when you call customer service <laughs> uh, for a problem you have. Right. And, and mo- most likely you're going to get someone uh, in a, from a different country and who is speaking at an incredibly high rate. So I'm, I and you can't understand them. And the older you get, the more difficult you're going to have uh, understanding a foreign accent. When you add a foreign accent that is spoken to you in a very high rate, you know it's impossible. And what I you know, and it's not that you know. I, I had a client whose relatives thought he was was bigoted. Uh, because he wouldn't, you know, speak to to anybody, you know, a customer service rep for another country, and the reason had nothing to do with bigotry. He couldn't understand them. He couldn't understand them for very logical reasons. So yes, <laughs> it, it's it's a real big problem. Um, one of the things that I even ask, you know, I suggest people when when you can't get someone to slow down and you're trying to process the information. Asked to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that will immediately stop it and give you time to recoup. That's a, that's a great technique. One other aspect, I, I, we have so many things. I thought it, uh, your your section on eliminating scanning when you're reading, you know, I, I'm, I'm an old uh, adage of scanning things, 
a lot of times before I even read it, even even a book now, I'll scan through it. Uh, it's definitely if it's a how-to book, and then I go read, go back and read it. But you say eliminate scanning; it's a waste of time because you need to just slow down and and read the material so you're going to remember it more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think think of your brain as if it's a ten-inch apple pie. Now. Now, you may want to make that into a 12 or a 14 inch apple pie, but you can't. Uh, it's it's 10 inches, and what that means is that the brain just has a certain amount of power to to function, to do what it wants, with what you're asking it to do. In comprehension, again, as you're getting older, you're going to take more time to comprehend what you're reading. If you're going to try to scan, you know, you may think that you are, uh, you know, learning something, but in fact, you're not. You know, and I, the other day I was at a party and uh, there was a good friend of ours had read my book and she said, well, but why did you say, and I forgot what it was, but I said, I don't think I said that. She said, no, you did. You absolutely did. <laughs> so we got out the book, and the problem was she has scanned, and what you know, her interpretation was slightly different. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think scanning is, is a definite problem. There's lots of strategies you can use, but the idea is you want to read, you want to understand each word as you're saying it rather than moving quickly. Okay, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work more sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears, town and country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm honored to have on us as a special guest on my radio show today is Dr. Stan Goldberg. He's discussing his book entitled Preventing Senior Moments, How to Stay Alert, into your 90s and beyond. And it's been fascinating. Thank you, Stan, for joining us today about the extra information that you're giving. I highly recommend you pick up this book at the Amazon or, or local bookstores. It's fascinating. It's going to help you, your loved ones, and others. And uh, definitely we're, the, the meat of this particular book, of course, as the title says, is preventing senior moments. And uh, he's already talked about one is slowing down. There's there's a number of other ones. We're not going to have time to cover all of them. But I thought one interesting one that I never thought about is combating inertia. Explain what you mean by that. Well, you know, it's one of the problems that I've seen. I, I've, I've done therapy uh, for communication problems for 30 years. And one of the, the biggest problems that I've always seen is the difficulty people have to change and it could be, you know, they may want to do something differently, but you know, sometimes, you know, an old behavior can be as comfortable as a slipper. You know, you, you get into that slipper, you get into a, a, an easy chair and you really don't want to leave it. Well, the same thing is true when we look at behaviors, at things that we'd like to change. 
And it's, you know, sometimes you actually have to make an effort to stop doing certain senior moments. Uh, you know, the, the person who constantly repeats questions uh, throughout the evening, you know, and, you know, it, in order for him to stop doing that, he'll have to do something very different. So if the, that inertia that we all have in resisting change needs to be overcome. And it's, it often requires more than just motivation. You can't just want to change. You have to be willing to do something differently. The, the other aspect of one of your strategies, which I thought was good, and I've seen it being used, is the use of patterns. And I think that includes memorization. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and that, that was when I, when I gave the example of Steph Curry. You know, there, there's a pattern uh, that he uses in order to, mm-hmm. uh, right. to, to, to make the shot. Uh, the example I gave uh, of me, of my, my poor casting technique. Well, you know, after spending two or three hours doing the same correct movement, uh, I've developed a pattern that I don't need to think about. And so the same thing can hold true with senior moments. You know, the person who uh, who's constantly asked the same question over and over again, you know, if we design a program for him in order to, to stop that behavior, to break the pattern, uh, then he's in a better position to learn a new pattern, a pattern in which he asked the question once during the evening and doesn't embarrass everybody by it. Uh, another strategy, what you mentioned, is called challenging the brain. And, and uh, Stan, i got to tell you this. We've been doing our radio show in my magazine uh, for now 23 years. I was 50 when I started, and so I had some experts, supposedly experts on my show, that said, Gary, you don't need to conclude crossword puzzles and Sudoku and all these other mind-challenging games in your magazine because they have no bearing on increasing memory, brain loss, etc. I said, they can't harm. I'm, they might be helping one or more people. It says there's no clinical research. This is back, you know, 23 years ago that, that says yeah. that. But in your book, I love it, you say that they do have benefit. Challenging Absolutely. with puzzles and games like bridge, etc. Well, mm-hmm. this expert said there's no documented evidence. You can put them in there, but it's a waste of space for you. And I said, we're going to, so the past 23 years, every month in our issue, we have multiple puzzles. And if we actually mm-hmm. forget to put, forget one, our readers let us know that they love it. And I'm, I have a feeling right. it has helped. It's helped even me. I don't know the answers to all of them. So I fill them out each and every month. It's, it's a challenge and it makes that memory, yeah. makes that brain work. So, so, so explain yeah, to listen right about challenging the brain. Go ahead. Yeah, you were right 23 years ago, and you're still right today. Well, thank you, Stan. Uh, let, let, let's let's go back. Let's go back 15 years, and look at the some of the research regarding uh, people with Alzheimer's and and other forms of dementia. Uh, what what neurologists thought was once neurons, which are the brain cells, die and the connections between them die, they cannot be regenerated. And therefore, you know, we just need to watch the progression of disease in in people with various forms of dementia. Well, what they found 
more recently is that's not true. And that in fact, these neurons can be regenerated. And when they're regenerated, they form new connections between the cells. There was a study that was done. um, I think this was like in 2003. I don't remember the exact date. But there 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 were two researchers. And what they wanted to do is they thought educators should teach kids creative. And they said, okay, what, what do we need to do in order to instill creativity in, in kids? So that they came up with, with you know, like five or six strategies. And, you know, they're in the book, you know, don't have time to get into them. But they were, they were things such as like willing to question, uh, being able to find alternative solutions. And they had five of these. And I read them and I thought, geez, these sound identical to what we do when we're doing something that is uh, cognitive, like a puzzle or something else. And I realized that we really had the identity. They're the same thing. Those things that are involved in creativity are involved the identical skills that we need for cognitive things. So the bottom line of this is if you prevent a further deterioration of your of your cognitive ability of your thinking you need to get off the couch <laughs> sitting and, and watch and watching reruns of law and order may be terrific <laughs> as as a break but it doesn't add any neurons however if you do something either creative or cognitive you know ranging from writing a new symphony to changing an item in your menu on, on how to make lasagna, you are doing something that's helping your brain. Well, that's so, true. Challenging the brain in various methods. And I love one more thing before before we close here. You mentioned it, and he mentions in his book, everyone, that video games. I have now people say, why are you playing those video games with your 10-year-old and you're 73? I said, well, I enjoy them, and I think it's it's helping me. I really, it makes me have my motor skills, thinking skills. I have to do strategy, and, of course, my 10-year-old beats me, but it's still the challenge. <laughs> yes. And the, the neat thing about both cognitive and creative things is it doesn't make a difference the outcome. It's the process that actually grows those neurons. Well, thank you, Dr. Goldberg, for joining us today. It's fascinating. Again, I highly recommend everyone to pick up his book, Preventing Senior Moments. Uh Preventing Senior Moments, How to Stay Alert into Your 90s and Beyond by Stan Goldberg. Again, thank you, Doctor, for joining us today. It was fascinating. I learned a lot of new additional items, and I know that the book's going to help me and others uh, in, in, in preventing those senior moments. Have a wonderful day, and thank you again for being part of our show. Thank you. My pleasure. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being part of our sh- our show today, uh, listening to our show. Hope you'll stay tuned uh, next Saturday for another show that could benefit you and your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up a personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. Best wishes to you and your family for a happy new year and 2024. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day.